0: Three, two, one. Day breaks, mind aches. I'll be running when my feet hit the ground.
1: Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson.
2: I subscribe to the belief that women need women.
1: As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting.
2: Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit
1: take some time to breathe.
2: You are doing better than you think.
1: Now here's Cindy.
2: You are all doing better than you think. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode from one mom to another. I am really excited about today's episode. I have um, some more family guests. My eldest daughter Melanie is here with us Um, and she's my oldest daughter and my oldest child Uh, and she's just lovely and delightful and love her more than life, and so I'm glad she's joining us, and she is joined here by two of her children, Justin, who is her oldest son and child, and he's also our oldest grandchild, so a little bit of Anderson family trivia there, and we are also joined by her daughter, Hannah. I just love Justin and Hannah, and they're delightful, as you're going to see as we move through this podcast, you will agree with me today's episode topic is things I swore I would never do like my mother so we have three generations here we're going to discuss different things that uh, they were not allowed to do swore they would never do so
3: I you know I it's funny because I was a a writer you know I loved to journal I loved to write stories and poems and things and I always had notebooks and copious amounts of writing uh, writing things and I would save them and when we were talking about this i just i instantly like it's it's like so in my memory this one notebook i had it was a coral colored notebook and i didn't even like try to hide what it was about like on the front of it (laughs) in case you guys ever came across it i wanted you to understand like that i was like my pain like that i would actually (laughs) have a notebook labeled in big bold letters things my parents do that i will never do Diesel, know, do you feel like you have
1: that, it with you right now like like, like a list of notes
3: <laughs> you know all the things that i don't have uh oh, memory though. It's like hanging like, on the wall yeah exactly you, know. you would have thought that it would have been somehow immortalized i would have you know <laughs> moved to move to move referenced it as i parented um but um you know i do remember keeping it and i would write like i would get in trouble for something or i would ask to do something and i couldn't do it Anyway, so I just yeah over the years I just kept this notebook and you know, whenever I deemed uh, <laughs> an injustice in my life, I would record it um, for for myself to remember. You know, because I never uh-huh. wanted to forget. I didn't know when I would become, be would be, be becoming a parent, but I wanted to make sure <laughs> that, that I I should have kept it because clearly I, I didn't.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I have my, yeah. I have my journal too. It's right here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember some of the things that you had in it?
3: Oh yeah. No, I mean, there was, um, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, sure. A lot of it was cleaning related. Right. Um, there, not sure. I don't, I don't mind. we had spring cleaning, which I know that my kids will have opinions on as well and, and be very shocked that, um, I was so opposed to it at one point. I remember, um, I couldn't have a phone in my room and there was, there was a spare phone. In
2: the it was one of those rotary phones.
3: It was a rotary phone, and I had a phone jack, and it was a complete injustice. There was no rhyme or reason as to why I should not have a phone in my own room. Um, so that was never—I was never going to inflict that upon my posterity that they wouldn't have a phone in their room. You
2: know, you know, what? isn't that amazing now with cell phones? You know, oh, I mean, everybody's got. I mean, well, that, they have a—they
3: that... have, have, have a phone and a TV and a computer all in one. I remember one of the things you would say. When I would kind of push back on some of these things, um, or I wanted, I wanted like a court style type, you know, answering to my to my demands about why we're doing this. And <laughs> you would just say, "Because I'm the mom, that's why." And I remember Sounds writing that, line, remember <laughs> writing that line down, and like just, I would never, I would never say it to my okay, children. Okay, so
2: let's go to, let's go to the kids. Did she ever say, "Because uh, I'm the mom, that's why"?
1: Every day. At least (laughs) daily. It was
2: like hourly.
1: Multiple different things.
2: It turns out it's a really great line. Yeah. (laughs) And And here's the deal. Here's the deal. When kids are, I mean, they're just never going to give up the argument. That's the conversation stopper, right?
3: It is. And sometimes you just like, you know, you have other things going on and you just, Mm -hmm. you're not even going to get into that conversation. Right. Right. You don't have the energy to go five rounds
1: before you because right. <laughs> <down, so. laughs> we can go all five exactly. we can certainly go oh, all yeah. five if it means that not means... doing the the, the baseboards <laughs> yeah we, we can we can go all day exactly <laughs> like so some days you know I, I feel energized
3: to go you know but then other days are like the mom said
2: so. yeah that's right so okay so so spring cleaning started in my house let's get the floor over to hannah and justin what so did your mom? Ha- I mean, did you never have to do spring cleaning? What what happened there?
1: Wow! If <laughs> wow. only if only the,
2: what the a mom life to not probably 17 year old mom had just
1: instantly became a mom right then and there.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I I'm interested to uh, see if anyone remembers when. Uh, by anyone, I mean mom. Remember if we, me and Justin, when we stayed up clear until like three or four in the morning. Cleaning the entire house because we so desperately did not want to wake up at six a.m. <laughs> yes, to walk our, our
1: spring cleaning coup mm-hmm. that we yes. pulled that night. And, night and, yeah.
0: and it worked. Like we like we weren't woken up or anything. So I and you didn't it say one word about it. So I just like for all these years been so confused. <laughs> like, do you know you did that? <laughs> like,
3: like, right? Well, t- two things. I just I didn't know you did that. Number one. Number two, I love the idea that you cleaned incessantly so you would not have to clean incessantly. <laughs>
2: not, not only did they clean incessantly so they didn't have to clean incessantly, they, they, they counted as a win. Exactly. And you know...
1: Wow. <laughs> you know we got I played.
2: I, here's the thing, too. I will
3: tell you this right now. <laughs> Sometimes you'll be like, we're going to clean and we're going to do this stuff. And then as the, what you don't realize as the kid is that even though the kids feel picked on, it's a lot of work on the mom to have everybody doing that amount of work. Mm. And it, it was a good chance that I woke up and I was like, I don't feel like doing. This. <laughs> 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 I don't feel. Well, we like, didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> all day long, you know, and it, you know, cause, so I either didn't notice and was too tired to instigate it or, um, or I, like, I woke up and I was like, "Hey, the house looks great."
1: There was like a time, like when we were like eight or nine, when it would always like we'd never see it coming. That yeah. was oh. that was <laughs> oh, that. And I, I like literally like imagined myself as like a prisoner, like and I was like eight, on the ground,
2: <laughs>
1: Honestly. S- just scrubbing the tiles. Right. But,
3: um, he just woke um, okay, well, up
2: the me... morning, happy as could be, and then bam, he was having like a bucket and it's times. Yeah, here's the big question though. Anna and Justin, what do you ah, think yes. about having your kids do chores and spring cleaning? Is that going to be a no-go or are you going to have them do, you, what are you going to do? Oh
1: yeah. They, they have to, they have to put in the, they have to suffer as well.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, they have to, they have to that as well. <laughs> okay. So that's the spring cleaning. Let's talk sleepovers. Mm.
1: So, hot yes, hot let's hot topic. hot
2: topic. This is a hot topic. And um, so Melanie had sleepovers. She's obviously, you know, our oldest child And um, there are a lot of disadvantages to being the oldest. There are also a few advantages, um, this being one, Um, by about, oh, I don't know, I was probably down to about Eric and Daniel, I decided that we would not do sleepovers. Now, that was not a popular decision. It was not a popular decision with my children. It was not a popular decision with my children's friends nor their parents. Um, but that was what we decided and that's what, that's what we did. So Melanie, I said something to Melanie about no sleepovers and, um, she actually did have them. So that probably was not in her book.
3: Well, yeah, no, it, it was not, it was not on my book actually. And I will yeah. say it's funny because, um, you know, y- you have these grand ideas of of what parenting is going to be or not be when you're, when you're younger and, um, Definitely, it was. I came from a perspective of I did have sleepovers, and while you know, I definitely had some good memories. You know, I remember like Mm. the Barners, in uh, in Ohio. Me and Emily were just two peas in a pod, and we would go back and forth constantly. And Mm. uh, we, I know, I have good memories of. Her, her grandparents lived next door, and we'd go and sneak like little Debbie snacks. Out of right. their and, you know, <laughs> They're so, the best, you yeah. know. Like make like a blanket fort and things like that. But I, you know, as I got older too, I, I, you know, I certainly have some memories of, you know, just getting into a bit of trouble. You know, and kind of like a reverse thing. You know, I, I never even thought about that, but definitely as a parent, I was like, oh, I know myself at sleepovers. That's where like you get into yeah. trouble. That's where mm-hmm. there's no provision. The parents are tired. The kids are just like left to their own devices and so um you know, yes, I did make that rule for, you know, out the, out the gate that I just felt like, yeah. you know what? Plus, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, really. And, and they, come, yeah. they come home tired, they come home, you know, cranky yeah. and if they junk until four in the morning you know, or the, the girls fight. Like that's what, you know, they, they mm. after midnight, they're like, what what have we not done? We've braided hair. We've had snacks. We've watched movies. Let's argue. Like, you know, like it's just, <laughs> it's just
2: it's what funny. happens at
1: girl sleepovers? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's,
2: so let's, let's divert a little bit. Hannah, what, tell us about your reaction to the no sleepover rule.
0: I just remember being so angry. I could never go mm-hmm. to the entire duration of any birthday party sleepovers, any, like, a, you know,
2: the only girl leaving at midnight. Well, Justin, what happens at boys' sleepovers? What do you guys well, doing?
1: I mean, honestly, like, I can see both sides. Like, there are some groups of friends that if I were to have a sleepover with, it would have been probably okay. I can only say probably because you never really do know. And then there are some groups of friends where it could have gotten a little out of hand. So I I can see both ends of it. And I still remember one time accidentally waking up, like falling asleep and waking up. Mm -hmm. Just the pure almost, you know, just heroin feeling of actually having a sleepover. That was, it was a rush.
2: It was a rush. Did I just do it? Did I just sleep over? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So Hannah, what, what is your conclusion about sleepovers? What do you, I mean, do you see the reason behind them? I mean. Mm,
0: As hard as it is for me to admit, I do in fact see some wisdom behind not letting, (laughs) you know, your little kids preteens will ever have sleepovers however as i've gotten older and uh have had my own sleepovers they're very fun and when you're you know responsible mm-hmm. and whatever but i do in fact see the wisdom behind not letting um you know your little kids yeah. have sleepovers i
2: understand i yeah so but, do you think I, that's going to be applied to your mothering
0: i you know, it's hard to say. <laughs> hard to say. It, it, don't it, don't make hard and fast notebooks. I'm just telling you. It. Yeah, it exactly. is.
2: <laughs> yeah don't don't write in me, Gani. Don't write. Don't it me. Down, don't write it down. Write <laughs> down. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, and I and yeah. honestly, you know, when you talk about things that you think you're going to do or not do, um, you know, looking back on it, there were some times where I, I should have just conceded. You know, I, I. I mm-hmm. I did know who, you know, who she was with or, you know, it was a big enough group maybe that, but you know, you, you, you look back at it and you think there's a part of you as a parent that thinks, well, if I, if I say yes to this one, then how am I going to say no to the next one? But there is there, you know, I think that there, um, You know, there's definitely discretion and discernment Mm -hmm. that, you you know, um, anything, whether it's sleepovers or or whatever else, you're just kind of following your gut and you don't always get it right. Um, And you certainly can't protect your kid from every, everything, but.
2: Right. Well, and, 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 you know, I just think too, to speak to that, we're doing the best we can with very little knowledge. Oh, for sure. And zero experience. And, you know, so yeah, you just make the best decision you can.
3: Well, and I can He's remember, you know, when J- Justin was born, you know, that was our, our first. And um, they, you know, you bring an outfit to the hospital because you, you need to change him into that when you bring him home. And so we'd been in the, in the hospital for a couple of days. And I'm trying to put this, like, onesie over, bless his heart, his giant head. <laughs> 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 like, that's, like, almost, like like did I, I, I to get back <laughs> <laughs> I called the nurse because you're at, like, it was like stuck on like your eyebrows and <laughs> you were screaming for murder and I couldn't figure it, and I was like thinking I was gonna break my baby and you know, she comes in and within like you know eight seconds has you dressed and swaddled back up again like nothing and I <laughs> like, like I remember looking at her and saying it's
1: like nice. it's the first day
3: I'm like, and I, you know, I was kind of joking, but not joking. I'm like, I'm supposed to take him home. I can't even, (laughs) I can't even get him dressed properly. So (laughs) you're you're handed a baby and just told, go, go do it. (laughs) Yeah, no
0: training, no, no nothing.
2: So we're gonna let Hannah lead out on this one. Yeah, for sure. So.
0: I remember being like 11 or 12 and having a sudden interest in wanting to do things like blue eyeliner and hot pink blush and, you know, shades of concealer that were, you know, way too dark for me or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being so angry that I couldn't wear all of those things at once to school. <laughs> or church. You know, so angry about it. Um, but, uh, you know, I was only allowed to wear clear mascara and I just felt like it was a rip off. Like, you know, what the heck? i was supposed to wearing makeup. I'm, a, you know, um, but I have since grown up and seen the wisdom and in, and in, in makeup and subtly wearing things. So.
2: So what did um, your mom do when, when you wanted to wear those heavy colors and stuff like that? What was her approach?
0: Well, here's the thing. She wouldn't let me do it. However, and I don't even know if she knows this. I would sneak it to, to school <laughs> to the sixth grade. And then I would put it on at school and then take it off on the bus ride home. Um and I was oh, wow. the first stop. I was the first stop. I had like five minutes to get that stuff off me before I walked in the door. <laughs> so hey. I don't to
2: know if she knows that. Very the pictures. I you know what I don't, I don't know. I know that i hope you don't have pictures (laughs) so horrible (laughs) so hannah so then was the evolution then when your mom teaching you how to use the colors and how did that evolution of realization that that was the better way to go how did that happen um i think
0: it honestly when (laughs) i kind of like out of middle school it honestly it went on for a long time when i got out of middle school and you know realized that there were other girls who were also not taught how to wear makeup um I realized that i maybe my mom was right about that <laughs> maybe there was something I my mom was right about
1: honestly even even little justin could kind of see like the path this was going i was like oh man <laughs> kind of glad mom crawled this when
2: we could yeah not your thoughts
3: well yeah no i mean that was you know hannah's path on this was my path. And when I could, it was the clear mascara. It was the light brown eyeliners. It was just, it was lip gloss. It was very, very subtle stuff that I could wear. And, um, you know, but it's it's funny because I, at the time, well, and it's it, how, how history repeats. And you know, Hannah's talking about wearing blue eyeliner and, and all this stuff. Well, when I was 11, 12, that was also popular. I wanted to wear like these big, bold, crazy colors and all this heavy foundation. I always would see the girls with like the compacts and it just looks so cool they would just like pull their compact out of their purse and like <laughs> use their powder on their face and touch things up and stuff but uh so I definitely felt like that I was never gonna do that with my kids. I was always gonna let my girls you know wear makeup when whenever they you know whenever their friends are were, we' were gonna we're gonna wear makeup and then when you see <laughs> how young <laughs> an eleven year old girl is that wants to wear this you know crazy you know <laughs> and, and and even more than that it's like they don't even realize at 12 like how great their skin is it's like girl you have such this beautiful skin you don't even know yet you know I was taught like what colors look good on me and how to do it subtly and even to this to this day as an adult you know I've been complimented on my on my makeup and um you know I've even even my adult friends I've told this I've told my horrible you know makeup injustice story to my adult friend (laughs) and you know they just laugh that um Cindy Anderson kept me from looking like a lady of the night when I was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: you're like, good old Cindy Anderson, you know. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, you know, and it's, and it's you know, and, H- and Hannah, and, and all, all girls, you know, certainly Hannah's no exception, just so, so naturally beautiful. And it, mm-hmm. it was like, it, it's hard to teach them when they're watching all their friends do certain things. Like, believe me, you're going to look so more naturally beautiful, not putting all this gunk all over your face and mm-hmm. knowing how to like wear it so that it's highlighting things. And, you know, but it's, again, I think, I think at the time you don't have that, that frame, that frame of reference because you just desperately want to do whatever your friends are doing. And you don't, yeah. it's like, so you don't even care. But it looks insane. I, I remember I couldn't wear those the body suits when they were popular. Mm-hmm. And so I'd I would borrow from my friends at school and then change before I came home. So I know the whole racket of like do school, <laughs> do something different before you get home. But I will say I did take Hannah B to Bobby Brown's like makeup counter when she was mm-hmm. like I think like thirteen, fourteen yep. and had someone really show her you know, how to do it and stuff, That's so, hard. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I, again, I, you know, it's something that, I, yeah, I, I definitely resented it at the time, but, man, I, I, I stick by that one, Mom, I think that was, I think yeah. that was a good, a good move. Yeah. yeah,
0: I as well, honestly, like, that is, that is one that I 100%, like, do, like, sleepovers, uh, well, yeah, I'll figure something written in pen, whatever, but the second <laughs> one, it's definitely one, 100% that I see um, doing with, you know, if I have daughters or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, wearing the makeup, the makeup doesn't wear you kind of thing.
2: Okay. So then the other thing, so Hannah is spending a little time with me this next couple of weeks and we were kind of discussing my podcast and we were talking about the, uh, the episode, Hey Mom, What's for Dinner?, and Hannah, it was kind of interesting to hear her comments from a kid's perspective. And so we're gonna have Hannah and Justin weigh in on a kid's perspective.
1: Oh man. Uh, simpler times for sure. I mean
2: <laughs> when you're, like you're that forced. that was the
1: that was the most like you know, that was the, probably the biggest variable of the day. You know, I it was great. I was gonna play ten hours of GameCube. <laughs> I don't know what else I do, but but dinner was kind of the one thing you, you didn't know what was happening that night. <laughs> <So>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is so true. I it was mainly the boredom factor that really got me. It was it was like the the action of the day was to ask what was for dinner and then complain about it. Uh, no matter what it was, even if it was something something that I really wanted to eat.
1: I'll say this too: if if you, you really have to make sure, I mean, if this is kind of like what you look forward to at, at this part of the day, it's obviously got to be good. <laughs> and so, if the more often you ask, and the earlier you're at, you ask, the more bargaining power you have to what yeah. dinner could be. So,
0: yeah. it's so, so good. I mean, the earlier, the you never ask day. at six.
1: Dinner's already been no. made. you're done. You're, you're just done.
2: <laughs> That's true. You have whatever's coming out of that oven by six. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, she she is pulling fajitas out of the oven. Probably can't ask for lasagna anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of in this now. But yes. <laughs> at, at breakfast time, at breakfast time, there's so much, there's so much time in, in, in negotiating that can happen between now and then mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can probably get what you want.
0: Well, I, that's the thing. I learned to as I got older and like lived by myself uh at college. It was like. I came to the sudden realization like a week in. I was like, dang, dinner is every single night. I, <laughs> amen, I have to eat every day and no one is going to do it for me. <laughs> it was very honestly.
3: What a
1: haunting thought.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well, and so I,
3: now
2: I am.
3: I'm, I'm you have to make the dinner and clean and the kitchen has to get clean. So it's
2: like, yes, uh,
1: so that. and the kitchen has to be, that's what gets me.
2: Well, this has been a really fun discussion, and I I think it's um, just universal. You know, I I grew up with my I mean with my own uh, figurative notebook um, of things that I would not do as my mother, and with you know as we grow up we have we understand you know some of the motives behind it, um, and uh, end up usually doing quite a few of those things we swore we'd never do. So I just want to thank Melanie and Hannah and Justin for being here today and. Uh, any last thoughts?
3: You know, I, I I really, I think parenting shows you that you just, you, you are learning as you go. And um, you certainly take certain things away from your childhood and you apply it to your own family. And, you know, some of the things that seemed like the most you know, injustice of things became the best family stories. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love sitting around with everybody and talking about things that we just absolutely crack up at. So I think that if you, if you look at everything, like everyone's learning, you know, everyone's figuring mm-hmm. it out, they go along and that, you know, everything is, is ultimately done in love then um, you know, it's all going to, it's all going to come out in the wash. It's, yeah. it's all going to be okay.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Hannah, Justin, any final words? No, I just think, especially in this discussion, it just further speaks to growing older and getting more and more into adult life. There maybe are some things that I will do
2: that I, <laughs> I swore I would never do. So. <laughs> yes, the rewards of motherhood are long and coming, but oh, so sweet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Justin, any last words?
1: I just hope I don't have to force my kid to clean the baseboards every year, but... Hopefully he's able to do it with a smile on his face. Thanks, Dad, for oh, sure teaching me lessons. Well, if, if, not not
2: right then, if not right then, eventually, right?
1: Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thanks for joining me today. And um, I just love you all so much. And it's been a really fun discussion. And thank you all for listening to our Podcast, and you can listen to this one as well as others on my website, one mom to another.com. And for everybody that's listening, remember, and for all moms, you are doing better than you think. I need some